Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bishkay, and I am the founder of Ready, Set, Mindful, former professional volleyball player turned psychotherapist and coach now for athletes and high achievers. I'm so excited to have my guests today. They're my beautiful neighbors, Amelia and Zach Herman. Uh, They are also entrepreneurs. So yeah, welcome to the show, guys. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Yay. All right. You got your podcast drinks ready to go. Oh, cheers. What are you guys drinking? What do you have? Just water. Gotta stay hydrated over here. Water. Oh, I love it. Okay. I have my little like oat milk matcha Ooh, you know, fun stuff, but I should be drinking water. So <laughs> Austin would be happy if I was drinking water way happier than other, other drinks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah. Why don't we just start with your guys's backgrounds and how you got into the space of being an entrepreneur. Why don't you just tell everyone who you are? Yeah, perfect. So, um, my name is Amelia. Like you said, I, um, my background, I'll start. Sorry. (laughs) My background is in education. Um, went to college here in Tampa at the university of Tampa to be a teacher. Um, that was kind of always my plan. I, I am totally an entrepreneur on accident. Um, not something that I like planned for it all. Um, like I said, wanted to be a teacher my whole life, planned on being a teacher my whole life. And um, as I was teaching, I was noticing a lot of things that I wanted to change in the classroom and really wanted to get out of there. Um, <laughs> after yeah. just a few years of being in there, um, really just thought there were a lot of things that needed to change. And we kind of started our business um, from my experience in teaching, but I'll let Zach kind of give his background. Yeah. So I, um, my background is in software implementation, product management, customer success. So um, really just every position I've held professionally has been to improve operational efficiency for enterprise level organizations. Um, so taking a lot of those concepts, um, you know, learning how to improve those processes, just you you hear things on a, on a daily basis and understand kind of where certain pieces could fit into a puzzle to make people's lives easier, make their jobs easier and allow them to have more time for the stuff that matters. Um, so uh, when it comes to teaching, uh, you know, a lot of what matters most is being able to spend those that time with students. So, you know, all these administrative tasks that teachers were burdened with that take away from that learning time was really our goal to try to solve uh, early on. And again, yeah. the same, both of us entrepreneurs on accident, um, not necessarily trying to start a business, just couldn't find the right solution and said, why, why not us? We'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really like two worlds that we never really thought would collide as far as like our professions go. Um, and it just, again, super accident, but worked out really well that we were able to start a business that allows teachers and administrators to be as efficient as possible. Right. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so happy. I ran into you guys yesterday when we were walking the dogs or a few days ago and learned a little bit more about your, yeah, just your entrepreneur journey. And, uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about mental health and I was like, huh, they'd be perfect guess. I need to talk to them a little bit about, yeah, just how that collision kind of happened. Cause those are some of the best, most beautiful businesses, right? The ones that come from like under an understanding that there is a, a gap in the system, which is exactly what happened. And Zach, like, it's so interesting that she was, it, you guys are married and able to kind of do that together. Like how cool. 
Yeah, no, it really, it's a very unique situation. It's also unique that we are married and doing this like together the way that we are. I think it, um, I think it makes sense that it's on accident because I think plant, you can't really plan something like this or it's harder, I think, to plan um, a business like this or being an entrepreneur um, when it doesn't come from a direct need, a direct passion um, and having that like mutual understanding, I think is really key. Right. I mean, and being a partnership, being in a marriage, like there's, you're already living with each other, doing so much together. Like that's kind of where you have to be really mindful about balancing, you know, balancing your relationship, you know? And so, yeah, I think that's a little bit what we were talking about the other day is just mental health and self-care and how entrepreneurs and high-performing people just really, you know, it's so easy to put that on the back burner. Right? Absolutely. And so, yeah, what are you, what are, what do you guys find the biggest barriers are that keep you from self-care? I think I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> turning the switch because, um, from like work to, for us, from work to personal life, because so much of our personal life, um, tends to be fluid with our business. And it's, you know, as entrepreneurs, it's all you talk about. It's all you're thinking about. How can we improve our business? What can we do tomorrow? How can we be better? And we find ourselves very often having that conversation in times where like in normal situations, if you had a nine to five, you would come home from work, you'd shut work off, you'd leave work, right? And you'd come home and enjoy your family time and just have dinner and do like normal things, right? Um, That don't involve work per se. And I think for me, and you know, I, I'd love to hear your answer to this actually, but like for me, turning that switch off is on, on, it's difficult. It's challenging to separate the two. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that a big barrier for you too, Zach, or does something else pop up for you? Yeah, no, it's, it's very similar, especially like, you know, constantly trying to improve on your business and finding opportunity and you, you're speaking with people in, in personal conversations or in work conversations that make you think of something that you could do better um, in your in your work um, life or personal life and you try to like I don't know like take note of that or or, or go right into it right away uh, but as someone who works multiple jobs and works from home, like, and has a lot of personal things going on too. You know, we, I, I live and die by my calendar, like by my, you know, my, my Google calendar for all, for like five different Google accounts, they're all blended together and they're all for different purposes. Even so you have, our personal. Yeah, yeah. You have your personal calendar. I have our business calendar and then I have my full-time jobs calendar and you know, the, the work that we do allows me to have a lot of flexibility in blending a lot of those things together throughout a day. So the work day isn't just nine to five, because sometimes between the hours nine and five, you have a couple (laughs) personal things that are going on too, because we do have that freedom and flexibility. So it, it makes that unscheduled time, like where you, where you can have that, like, you know, that, um, those self-care routines, like you really sometimes do need to just schedule them out because, because it's, it's easy to just kind of want to like turn the switch off when there's nothing on the calendar for a, a chunk of time, which is right. usually, you know, the weekends. I would yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so important. I'm so glad that you said that I do that too. Like I tell my clients to do it, to schedule. If you put something on the calendar, it just categorizes in your brain as a different 
you know, it's something that's important. That's a priority, right? So if you don't want to miss a dentist appointment or you don't want to miss a business meeting or practice or something like that, then yeah, it's on your calendar. Otherwise our world is just too saturated. Like we're just too busy sensory overload. And so if it's not like, I'm with you, it's not on my calendar. I'm just not, or is not getting a direct text. Like yeah. <laughs> I tell people all the time that, um, you know, I'm in a bunch of group texts for volleyball and for different activities and things like that. And people are always like, you never respond in the group threads. I'm like, you know, I get so like bombarded that if you don't, if you text me directly, I will never ignore you. But if it's in a group text, I mean, it's easier to ignore, right? You're just totally and like prioritize different things, right? It's just like, Mm -hmm. that's not my top priority. There are probably three other people that can answer your question (laughs) in that group chat. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. The self-care. I like scheduling that out. Um, do you guys find that you schedule different activities? Like what are some of the favorite things that you guys have to put on the calendar to take time yeah. for yourselves? I, I, I don't think, I think we could do a better job of, of yeah. doing that for sure. I think, um, you know, I've, one of the things that I've even just, I've never really done this. I've always tried to not schedule things around the lunch hour or 30 minutes, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but I never put it on the calendar that I'm going to need to eat lunch at <laughs> oh, some that's point. That's a big one. So yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, I know that I need to have a window of time somewhere around here. I don't need to be, you know, dead set on, I've got to eat at a noon, but you know, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, you just got to kind of schedule them out. So I've started doing that with lunch to make sure I actually get it in. Um, yeah. and then trying to schedule out going to the gym, which you don't really, I don't really need to do that as often just because I try to do that in the morning before yeah. anything starts. And that's similar concept with the lunch is yeah. just depending on when your earliest meeting is helps you understand when you need to be home. Right. I, think, <laughs> I think for me, it's two things. Um, for us, like in order to not be thinking or talking about work, like we need to get out of the house. So for me, yeah. like date nights are really for just for the two of us, like date nights are really important. Like just going out to dinner, what, whether it's like somewhere right around the corner or not, doesn't really matter. Just like getting out of the house and doing something purposeful that's planned. That's like, okay, we're going out of the house for this reason. And we're going to whatever, get changed, go and make a night of it. Um, I think for us, that's really important just because of that work-life balance and, and the relationship relationship aspect of it, I think for us is really important because if the two of us are not in a good place in our relationship, it's really hard to like keep moving the business forward, right? Because it's so connected. So I think for us, like prioritizing those types of nights is really important. And then I also think like forcing, and it sounds bad, but like forcing ourselves to also spend time with our friends and go out and do social things as well. Um, And I say force just because like we have so much going on in our personal <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, we, it's not, it's, it really is like nonstop all the time. It feels like, and time goes by and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen these people in a long time. I need to prioritize them. So, and and we're, you're not talking about business as much with your little group of friends. Right. So I think it's good for us to like on the weekends, really unwind with the people that we love to just make that purposeful as well. Yeah. But I think, I think part of that also is because we do schedule out a lot of different things, especially if we make like a reservation, like a oh, yeah. dinner, we put that on the calendar. So like sometimes if like friends will say, Hey, do you guys want to go do something on this day? And it'd be like a weekend day and there's nothing on the calendar. I'm like, but there's nothing on the calendar. I don't want to put anything on the calendar. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the resistance to like take even, yeah, your, your dead yeah. space time. Yeah. I know I feel you with the force that word seems strong, but it really yeah. is, you know, we have to kind of get out of our house. Sometimes I work from home and sometimes Austin will come home and he'll be like, Hey, who did you talk to anyone other than the dogs and the clients that pay you? Or how are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, no, I saw Amelia today. So I, I always am like, I was walking the dogs and I saw the neighbors or, you know, so even just like around the block, getting out of the house, taking like a little bit of a break. Cause you know, we look at screens all day and talk to people all day and it can be exhausting. So we have to give our eyes a break and get some vitamin D and like hang out with our dogs. And yeah, we did this. <laughs> I love this little routine that we have. I'll just share it really quick. I think it's such a cool idea that I got from another friend like years ago and never did until now. Um, the two of us and like three of our closest friends, we, every month we pick a new restaurant in Tampa and we go down the alphabet. So it has to be a restaurant that we haven't been to before, or that like some of us don't go to often and it has to fall in line with the alphabet. So obviously started at a, and yesterday was it yesterday we went to J. So like, we're going down the alphabet, but every month we make it a priority. The first Wednesday of every month, we, um, we go out to dinner and we, and catch up and, you know, like really try to be um, focused on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's important. So you're nailing like a few things at once, right? Like the social, you're trying new things, like connecting with each other outside of the, the business, right. Cause you're still love each other for different reasons other than your great business partners. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Zach's more to you than just like a software guy. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe (laughs) one of his bonuses. (laughs) So tell me what you, Oh, did you guys hear? Sorry. My dogs are like, the UPS, I don't know if it's like that with your dogs too, or with, uh, with Boone, when the UPS driver postman, God bless them. They just think God that bless. they're murderers. And I'm like, you guys stop. Truly. It's, fine. it's okay. <laughs> um, what does your guys's routine look like throughout the day? Um, you know, just from getting it started, like what are some of the, the things that you put in place other than the calendar? Um, you know, like your non-negotiables in the morning, like what does your morning routine kind of look like and throughout the day? So I think, um, the gym is huge for us. Like moving our bodies early is really important. Um, for me, my coffee is like my saving grace. Like I I know it sounds silly, but like the act of doing it, like I love waking up still in my cozies. I I call my pajamas, my cozies. I go downstairs. (laughs) I head right to the Nespresso machine, make my coffee. And like, just that, like 15, 20 minutes, I rely on that to get myself in a good mental. Like it's, it it feels so good. I love that. It's a good ritual. I mean, it's a ritual, the whole ritual piece of it, right? It's important. Yeah. Yeah, I love like romanticizing that part of my day. (laughs) It is. You're not alone. Mug that you have, like, it's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. I love it. So tell like, what is your, like you have a favorite mug and then how are you kind of doing your coffee? Let's just talk. That's very important. It's like not even anything fancy. It's like so ridiculous. It's just a right an espresso pod. And then I have like um I put I got these like syrups, these like um like zero calorie syrups. Um yeah. and I put them in like these nice glasses that I got off Amazon where you like push it down and it like squirts. like a pump. Yeah, it's like a little pump. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're like totally aesthetically pleasing. So I, <laughs> I do my few pumps, get my, and then the Nespresso, the coffee goes in there and that's it. Very simple. 
it's therapeutic, right? It's like, therapeutic. Little... there's something about the pump. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love it. People yeah. and their morning rituals. Zach, what right. about for you? <laughs> yeah. So my morning rituals similar, but I'm, I'm not a coffee guy. Um, I try to like, <laughs> when I wake up, I am like just getting changed and going straight out the door to the gym in the morning, depending mm-hmm. the time will depend on whatever the first meeting is. Um, yeah. but a, a little bit crazy with it. I I actually make my gym pre-workout the night before and have it um, actually in between my alarm, which is my phone in the bed. So I have to move the pre-workout out of the way. I grab it, turn the alarm off and start drinking it while I'm in bed. I yeah. love that. Actually. I think that's anything you could do to kind of like shift gears. I think that's awesome. Amelia's like, damn it. Don't say that. Yeah. I have PTSD every morning because he is shaking. I I can feel it right now. He shakes it. He's a very selfish waker upper. Like he wakes up in the morning, starts shaking his drink. I'm like, I wake up immediately. This is after he snoozed his alarm three times. Like he's making it sound like he's so like regimented in the morning. No, no, no. It takes for him to wake up. Meanwhile, I'm traumatized at 6 a.m. when it first goes off and can't go back to sleep. So shaking starts. Like it's yeah. refreshing for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. What I what you can <laughs> say, Zach, is like I'm just doing this for you. Like I'm a better person when I work out and I have this routine. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding, Amelia. <laughs> I'll find another point in the podcast where I can have Amelia's back too. So don't worry. <laughs> I think that's hilarious though. That whole routine. That's that's creative. I've definitely never heard that before. And that that helps you other than yeah, Amelia yeah, like nudging you in the face. Yeah. I mean, other than her nudging me, but no, it it helps tremendously because that's what makes me get up at the time I need to get up and go when I need to go to make sure I'm back when I need to be back. And then like, you know, the, the workday routine is always, it's always different. It always depends on what's scheduled for that day. Like usually we just have so many meetings. I don't even know what I'm getting myself into when I wake up in the morning. It's just like, I go to the gym I'm on my way, Jim. I get back to home, back home. I know when it starts, and then I start preparing and looking at my calendar and see what I have going on. Um, I, I will say, like Zach is really aware. Uh, like he's very forget. Like he can be very forgetful, and he's super aware of it. Like so, I think he does all the right things to pre- like best set himself up, which I think is admirable. Like he's just awesome. he tries to get ahead of it. And so like things that like we were talking about barriers, you know, like things that get in our way a lot of the time, he's really good at planning for those and just trying to set himself up for success. Even if it doesn't always go as planned. Like I feel like you always are purposeful about like setting yourself up for success. Yeah. I I always say that technology allows um low functioning members of society like myself to function at a very high level. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't put you there, but I, I love yeah. that. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. With but, all the alarms and apps and things like it does make yeah. it really accessible for people to not miss things. Right. There's kind of no excuse. Right. Exactly. That's, that's, so that's more like our, of our morning routines, the day goes by. And then at the end of the day, usually we, we try to eat dinner, like pretty early. That's kind of part of our routine. We like to eat yeah. a little bit earlier yeah. and then we always have either basketball or, or baseball to watch We're big, big Yankees and Nets fans. Yeah. I have <laughs> I to love say- it. He's like, I, I wish I could just sit here and complain and be like, he forces me to watch these things, but I'm totally, he's totally converted me. I'm fully obsessed. And it's totally a part of our routine now. Like, I love that awesome. we eat early. I love, how, like, if there's a game on, that's the best because as soon as the game's over, we're going right to bed. It's just like such a solid routine. 
we do bed really early. Yeah. Yes. We also, Austin and I are like eight 30, eight 45. Yeah. I feel, you know, but I think that's a, a really good example of setting yourself up for success. Like if we, like we went to bed, we had guests over last night. So like we went over, we went to bed later than normal and you feel it the next morning. We don't as early and it it does like we need our eight hours minimum to have a successful day the next day same yeah exactly and once you kind of feel that like like I have clients that are constantly underslept and they just don't know what the other side feels like or they're so used to functioning in that space and I'm like what if you could optimize your mental focus like what if things could be better your energy could be better you're not dragging ass Um, and so, yeah, like without that eight hours, even if I get like seven hours and like seven and a half, it's like, you can really feel once you're so in tune to that, you know what I mean? Totally. And like the best way to think of it, like you're not missing any, I I get FOMO easy. So like, (laughs) I know I'm not missing anything after 9 30 PM. Like there's nothing I need to be awake for. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I need, we would have only known that like, like a few years ago. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Since you guys are so busy during the day, how are you kind of resetting before meetings? I mean, you're just go, 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 go. Are you practicing any mindfulness throughout the day to kind of like reset in between things or give yourself a little bit of like calm or space between, between all of these things? Yeah, I think we could always do a better job of that. I think some of the things we do, though, Amelia likes to go on walks every so often. I'll join her on those walks. Lately. Uh, yeah, lately in, in the in the summer, I like to just go out in the driveway and uh, shoot the basketball for like 15, 20 minutes and and then just kind of like dive in, into the pool and, and cool off. And like that's, again, not something that I do off, as often as I would like to, but like it's a really good, just like disconnect, like keep your, get your mind off of things because to your point, it's, you're going back to back with meetings all day long. And in, in our situation, it's uh, literally shifting gears from ed tech to automotive software in a matter of 30 seconds between meetings. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like for me, you know, like while we are um, co-founders in a business, we have very different day-to-day routines and different roles in our business. And so, um, I like in the middle of the day, I take our lunch seriously. Like I really like to disconnect. I like to catch up with him. And I know it sounds silly because we're under the same roof all day and we're doing the same, like we're always around each other, but it's not the same. Like we, that's like, for me, the biggest thing is purposefully having conversations that don't involve work and yeah. just like checking in on each other and having like a little bit of normality like yeah. in the middle of the day to keep going um and I think like what's cool is um I can't like I'm always surprised by how quick we can turn on the switch when we have to like when we have a meeting with a school or we have a meeting with you know an advisor or an investor or something like we're able to turn that switch on so quickly and it surprises me often because it feels like we're very chaotic a lot of the time and I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably feel that way like there's a lot of chaos going on but when it matters and when we need to we're focused and we we're we have that ability to really stay organized in our head yeah, I think I think you could attribute a lot of that to having a really, really good preparation for those meetings and so, yeah. and strong agendas. Yeah, like yeah. so, be, like any meeting that's on our calendar for, we have our own agenda that you know, or the other individual's agenda that we sh- mutually share and prepare each other for. So that way, you're not going in blind. 
And you, you, once that call comes up, you're like, what's this call? Oh yes. Here's the agenda. I know it. I, I'm boom. I'm already there now. I can yeah. just revert back to when we created that agenda or that previous conversation where that agenda was relayed. Yeah. And I, um, sorry, just to add on to what you said before, I think the, the, like, as far as mindfulness goes, I think for us, movement is so important. So like Zach said, like playing basketball or going on a walk or just like moving our bodies for us feels so good. And it's something we always, every time we're in a funk, I feel like it's because we haven't worked out in a while or we mm-hmm. haven't moved our bodies enough. And it always comes back to that. I feel like, I feel like you and I feel so much better in every aspect of like personal and business when we're moving. Yeah. yeah. It, it is crazy because it's like the, the not working out, the not moving is like a, a comfortable, cozy thing to mm-hmm. do, but it simultaneously makes you so uncomfortable because you haven't been moving. So it's like, it just yeah. it, it's kind of like a hole that, that sometimes just gets tough to get out there's of. There's also a little guilt yeah. that comes with it, yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> like there's guilt For when sure. you feel like you're not like taking care of yourself. There's like that, that guilt that kind of motivates you to go back. For sure. Or when you notice other things, I think slipping, like again, with the sleep, when you know how you can be like that better, higher version of you and you're just on and you know that you're without that, without the sleep, it makes you think twice before you accept invitations or like, is this really going to be worth it? I'm going to be a little bit off my game tomorrow. Um, can I afford to do that type thing? But yeah, I think this, the same with, um, yeah. Like it's kind of the same, kind of the same thing. Like if you're not working out and you know, you're a better version of yourself and your better partner and kind of all the things and you don't do that. You're like, Oh, it's a form of self-sabotage in a way. Right. You're like, Oh shit. And the sleep thing compounds too. It's like, it's not oh, just yeah. one day. It's just like, you're trying to get yourself back into that routine. So, yeah. And I, what I wanted to also say, and I don't know if this is like a whole new tangent, but like that guilt that I was talking about, or like that feeling, like, feel, I think there's a difference between like that and being hard on yourself. Cause I think a little bit of being hard on yourself is more accountability than it is like being down on yourself. And I think it's important as entrepreneurs to hold yourself accountable and hold your partner accountable. Like it's okay to be a little hard on yourself sometimes and, and feel like you need to step it up in ways. Like I think- right. I think there's a, a huge difference between what's discipline and um like motivation. self-talk or oh motivation. Mm-hmm. Motivation. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think any of us wake up every single day motivated, but I think what separates successful entrepreneurs from those that aren't as successful is the discipline. Like I have to do this. I have to get up and I have to take care of myself so that I can take care of my family so that I can take care of my business. Like these are things that I have to do, whether I feel motivated or not. I, I think we'd all be lying if we, we, if we said we wake up every single day and feel motivated, that's just not reality based. It's, it's a discipline that you either have or you don't. And I think when you're more disciplined, you're more successful. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. Go ahead. I think, yeah, I think the, um, you know, figuring out what motivates you also like within your business, like what, what do you love doing the most in your business and what gets you more excited about the current state and the future state of your business and like making sure that you're getting those tasks in. And for us, yeah. those what motivates you. And, yeah. And for right? us, what the, for us, the most motivating thing is being on a call with a school that's looking to solve this problem, but to get to that point it's fail so much failure to get those calls. You, you know, Amelia does 
the the sales calls, cold calling and emailing all day long. So it's a lot of failure to get to the most motivating point of the day. Mm -hmm. it, it, it does come, but it's after. But you have to figure out what motivates you. Why, why do you wake up and are, why are you disciplined every day? Like, what is the end goal? Is it for a certain lifestyle? Is it because you're passionate about your project that you're working on? Is it because you have a certain, like I said, lifestyle? If, are you money motivated? Like that's very real too, right? If regardless of what it is, it has to be strong enough that you're disciplined to wake up every day and do it. Right. And I, yeah, I think 100% and, and the number of times that you can kind of stack the, you know, those instances on top of each other, you're just getting a, like a stronger foundation, right? So you have okay. more of a foundation to stand on those days when you don't have motivation. You're like, yeah, but I've already stacked all of these days over here when I didn't feel motivated. And I know that I can, I'm capable, right? So it's yeah. just that uh, it does make it a little bit easier in the sense, but I'm curious for you, like talking about the calls and experiencing failure. Cause that's, that's, you know, it can be draining and that can be really hard and it can be easy to get down on yourself and have that negative, you know, negative self-talk and spiral. What are you doing? Like in those moments where you're feeling like, ah, oh, like I am feeling like a failure. This is really hard. Like, what are, what are you saying to yourself in those moments to kind of get you back into a space where you can reset, make the next one kind of move on? You go first. <laughs> Now I'm ready for you to go first. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that that was probably a very very challenging um, time in the beginning because you're you're failing and you don't know if it's even going to work or not what you're doing. Right. Right. So that's that's probably the most difficult part, and you're just you're seeking guidance from people who've done it before yeah. to help help you understand how it needs to be done. So that way you can get the results that you're looking for and see the success that's going to drive you through the failure, because it's easy when you've never done something before and you're trying something new and you, you've never seen success in it. You, you don't, you don't know if you're going to find success. You believe early on and then you fail so much that you're like, eh, is this going to work or no, not? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep the faith probably sometimes. Yeah. I mean, so I know I, for I, sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. For for me it's again a phys it's a physical thing. Like I need to go take a shower. I gotta do like the girly girl things. I gotta it put like exfoliate or something. Like I need to physically take a shower, physically feel different, um, and reset for me. Yeah. That's that's I what that. I do. I totally agree with you though, is now that we have credibility in what we're doing and we feel strongly that we're on the right path and we know that that like we're validated in our journey. Um, I think more of the frustration just comes from like a bad day, like just a bad day. And you don't feel, you know, like things are working that day. So for me, it's always a physical, um, it's something physical to reset. Like a physical reset. I love it. Yeah. yeah I, I had that happen the other day. I was, uh, I was doing something for the business. I was in like a, I was in a course and I was getting like super overwhelmed, really bombarded <laughs> and I needed to go. I'm like, how can I switch something up here? I did a walk. I was still kind of not being able to shake some of that, you know, just negativity that I had swirling around in my head. And so I did like, um, I went to, have you guys been to Kodwari? It's like a yoga studio. And oh, they have, I've, seen it. I've seen it. I haven't been it's there. Amazing. It's super cool, but they have like a, they have cold training. So you go and do like a sauna and then like a cold plunge. And you do that like four times with breath work and you just feel amazing after it's so great. But so I 
highly recommend if you, yeah, yeah, you need that reset next time. That definitely got me out of my, my little funk. Cause I'm like, I can't afford to be here for very many more minutes. Like I have clients, I got to like show up. What are we going to do? Um, but yeah, that's, that's a real thing. Like if you're feeling shitty, you're feeling like you're in a funk, the best thing for you to do is, is just kind of like physically change your environment. And if you can add some sauna and cold training exfoliation to that, go for it. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Um, how does self-care, like the idea for you, Amelia, like, I'm super curious, like when you think of self-care, what is your, like, what do you think of? And then Zach, when the idea of self-care, like, how does that concept like show up for you or pop up for you? Um, I think for me, it's like different in every, like it can be different. So like things like just taking a shower, exfoliating, like taking the time to like blow dry my hair and really like want it to look good, like feeling good and looking good. I think those things are connected often. I think it could be sweating and just like self-care could be like really getting a good sweat in. Um, then it, it could again, be like more of the girly girl things like going to just sit and get a pedicure, like just like those types of things I think can be really good for me too. So it just depends on like what I need that day, but that those are the things I love. I think of the most when I think of self self-care. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Like, what does that word mean to you? Like, what is it? What comes to mind? For me, I think it, I think it is like just going to the gym, making sure I'm drinking my, my water. We've got these big water bottles. So we try to drink as much water as we can stay hydrated. Yeah. Uh, You could be better about this. I think that you, not to cut you (laughs) off again, but I think that you are, he's very conscious of like money spent. And I think he's very conscious of like, like, I think you'll always put like, always want to work and always want to keep going. And I think you run like this, your wheels are always turning. I like, I had to just recently convince him that he, if he wants to get a haircut every two or three weeks, he should totally do that. You, he can afford to works hard, like go get the freaking haircut, you know? Yeah. He's like, well, it's just like $10 more than I'd want to spend. And it's, you know, this and that I'm like, but it feels good. You feel, he loves getting his haircut. He loves how he looks when he gets his haircut, like go get the freaking haircut. See, that's, yeah. Haircut, haircuts have been strictly reserved for weddings or events that are like weddings. (laughs) You deserve, you deserve it, Zach. You got this. (laughs) Schedule it, put it in the calendar. Yeah. Or Amelia's going to schedule it for you. I yeah. sure will. I got him a gift card so that he had to go for a few weeks. Aww. So now I'll have to do it again. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. The things that we, that we think of, I think you're not alone. Like so many people feel that way too. Like self-care is something that you have to earn or you have to deserve. It can't just be something that is consistent in your routine that makes you feel good. There's something like connected to that, that feels like you still need to reach for, you know, you're, you're not quite there yet. Um, but yeah, I think if it fills you up and allows you to be, especially like a haircut or anything aesthetic, right? Like when you, my coach used to always say this to me, like in college, like look good, feel good, play good. And he would be kind of like a dictator about, about that. Right. But it was true. Like when we were feeling good in our uniforms, we were looking good. We were, we're confident we're playing well. So maybe with that haircut, you're going to be more, you know, on your game for, for meetings and things like that. Think about how you can attach it, the self-care, how that can elevate you in your business. And maybe that connecting factor will, I don't know, maybe that will sit better. (laughs) 
Oh, there's the UPS person again. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, with being your own boss, like, do you guys really feel like that's that's better? Do you feel like you're then, like going, a yeah, like you're not going back? Like, is this how, how is that? Is being your own boss like really that much better? I think for some people, I don't mm-hmm. think it's for everybody. I think mm-hmm. that for us. I never want to go back into an office. I love our life. I love our lifestyle. I love spending time with my husband every day. And I love being at my house and I love wearing what I want to wear. And just, I, I, we've found ways to motivate, like I said, ourselves and be disciplined. I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think that I don't, and I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think some people love routine that is structured for them and, um, they're motivated in that way. So I, I don't think it's for everybody. I think it is for us though. Yeah. I, 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 I guess it also depends, it depends on how you define better, right? Like what is, what is better, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely is not for everyone and being your own boss does come with a lot of failure and most people do fail at it. Um, you know, if you're looking for, you know, long-term financial freedom, it is a risk, but you're risking your short-term financial freedom um, for, yes, for a a potential, you know, um, gain at at the end there. Um, I I don't know that it's better. I think it's just to Amelia's point, there are certain people who you know, have the capacity to to do something like that. And there are other people that don't. And I don't think one's better than the other. I think it just depends on what you're able to do that makes you happy in in that moment. And that's what you should do. Yeah. I love that you said that. Cause I think happiness is the end goal. I yeah. think, you know, we, we, and we do talk about this a lot. Like, why are, what are we working so hard for? Why are we working so hard? Like, are we getting the quality of life that we always want? And, and if the answer in that moment isn't yes, then something needs to change. I think the end, I love that you said that. I think happiness is always the end goal and you better be doing something every single day that's fulfilling you regardless of whether it's nine to five or being an entrepreneur, because if you're not fulfilled every day, there's, it's just, there's no purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. It's awesome that you guys check in with one another about that. I think that's something that Austin and I do constantly too. It's like daily check-ins of, Hey, what's, you know, how are you doing? Like what's serving you right now? What's serving us in our relationship? Kind of just doing those check-ins. We don't do those daily, like how's our relationship going? We can generally tell how it's going, but I think being really intentional about, you know, that there, there is, uh, this habit and tendency and kind of temptation to go on autopilot and just being really like conscious and mindful of, of checking in so that you can reevaluate when things aren't working because you don't want to check in with each other after like, you know, three shitty months have gone by and you're like, we're not feeling this and you're turning into not awesome people to be around. And so it's way better to do those check-ins more frequently. Right. (laughs) I I love it. Um, why don't we get into, I'm super curious, I may know the answer to this. I may not. I don't know. But between the two of you, who tends to have the most or the the more, who's the more anxious one? Something funny. Giggles from Zach. Definitely, <laughs> definitely me. I struggle a lot with anxiety for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Zach, you're just like cool and mellow and just 
keeping it yeah, all together. I, huh? I, I didn't, I wouldn't necessarily define me as an anxious person. I feel like I, I definitely, um, am like a, like an antsy person, but like usually pretty mellow and chill, but like kind of just like wanting to move around and do things. But, uh, right. and that's the, the anxiety thing is something we'd have a conversation about a lot because Amelia is a generally anxious person, but trying to not label it as much has yeah. been kind of like a newer thing that been trying to do is just like accept it as like a, like a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Something my mom told me that I always revert back to is don't try to like suppress the anxiety, like just accept that moment for what it is. Like this is a moment in time where you're feeling a certain way, acknowledge that you're feeling that way, allow yourself to feel that way and just trust that it's going to go away. Like it's, you're not going to be anxious every single second of every single day. And it's not going to, you know, your other things are going to go on in your day. So if you feel anxious, like even this morning, I was feeling anxious, like, and I just, always try to tell myself, okay, you're feeling this way right now. It, and it's okay. Cause it's a feeling that people have and it's going to be over. So just ride it out and, and no, just trust, trust that the end of that is ha- going to happen. Yeah. I love that you said that it just as recognizing it as a moment, right? Because I think yeah. a lot of people can write that off or, or have that feeling uh, of anxiety and, think like, Oh shit, here goes my day. Or now this meeting's going to suck or, Oh my gosh. And just kind of now I'm like not going to be able to sleep about being anxious. Right. right. And exactly. It'll never end. Like it's going to end. You're going to be okay. Right. Like, and it, whatever you're anxious about, it's probably not as big as you think it is in your head. So just like, mm-hmm. trust. it's the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when we try to suppress, right. We know I always tell like my, my clients this, like when you suppress it, when you suppress those emotions and you suppress the anxiety, it's going to pop up later when you really don't want it to pop up. So it's better to give it a little bit of space on the front end rather than having it be a big buildup blowout later when Zach slams a cabinet too hard and you're like, you never do anything right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I know from experience of, you know, when, when the suppression happens, right. Like it's just, it's never a good look. So what are some of those things that happen throughout the day that, um, that you tend to get anxious about? Is it meetings? Is it when you are like running behind on things? Like what, what are some of those things that can kind of bring on a lot of stress and anxiety? Yeah. I think I'm a planner. And when I don't have a plan or I don't know what's next, that Mm -hmm. really gives me anxiety. And it could be something so simple and so stupid. And Zach will just be like, go with the flow or just, it's okay. This doesn't need to be planned. And I'm like, but I can't function not knowing what's coming. Like Mm -hmm. I loved, I love a plan. I just love it. And I don't like, I just don't like surprises in that, in my day. Like, and I know that's so, it, it sounds silly when I say you're it out not loud. alone. Yeah, no, you're not alone. Just, that's, I, I love a plan and um, I don't know. Yeah, right. Would you say that? Love a plan and um, hate being late. Hate being late. late. That's a big one I that brings on the anxiety. Like, uh, yeah, I just don't, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. 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 What are some, uh, what are some things for you, Zach, that like bring on maybe the most, maybe anxiety is not the word, but the stressful things throughout the day that 
maybe you need to, you know, these things are building up throughout the day and then you feel like you really need to go and shoot some hoops and dive in the pool later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess sometimes that just could just, that could just be in being in back to back to back meetings and not having enough time to, to breathe and, and yeah. take a step back and reflect on, on the day, uh, or what's going on or catching up, um, uh, with other things that aren't necessarily scheduled. Um, those things can be stressful. I think, um, you know, for both of us, both of ourselves, we hold ourselves to pretty high expectations. And when you have a lot of people that are relying on you and you don't feel like they're getting what you, what you want them to expect out of, of out of us. Right. Um, then you, you start to stress yeah. out, stress that out is a stressful. little bit. It yeah. is stressful when you, because you want, you yeah. want to, you want to be a dependable person and yeah. And you like, I like, we like holding ourselves to high expectations and when we're unable to, I guess, contribute or meet those expectations in a timely fashion, it, it definitely becomes stressful. Yeah. Right. That idea of letting people, letting someone down. Right. Or, yeah. But, but like for totally acceptable reasons too, like, it, sure. it, you know, like in giving an advance notice that we're, you know, we need to make a change, like things that, that come up that, you know, if someone was to do it to me or one of us, like with advance notice, it's just like, Oh, we it's not a big deal understand. at all. Yeah. But we're sitting here stressed out completely mm -hmm. that we bail on somebody that you know is something's going to happen in a week because something else came up it's like <laughs> it's not that big of a deal yeah. but we make it into a big deal yeah <laughs> yeah because you don't want to yeah you don't want to disappoint you want to do you want to do right by people uh and you have you know you have good hearts like I think that's that's a piece of it too right like if you were super ice cold assholes <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't feel that way right you that's care right. yeah that's, that's awesome yeah. Yeah. What do you, so when you guys are both stressed, like does Amelia have these, like, does she have some cues that you can kind of pick up on? Like when she's super anxious, when she's stressed and vice versa. And then like, what are you guys, what can you do to kind of get the other person in a better spot? Yeah. I think just, we just talk it out. Just try to like disconnect from whatever the stress is for a second. You just allow the conversation to just happen completely and like, not like Amelia said, just kind of like acknowledge it as a moment. And yeah. They, accept the feeling and get it out. And I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think like also understanding each other's love language for us is really important. Um, I am yeah. a super words of affirmation person. So uh, it makes sense that he would say like, we talk it out because I need the communication and just like need to be told like, we're good. Everything's good. Like we're going to get through this. Let's make a plan. Right. He's so good about like talking me down and just like getting me back to like getting my head out of the clouds a little bit and just getting yeah. me back on track. And, um, his, uh, love language is acts of service. Um, and so like when he's got a lot going on, like making sure things like the laundry are done or like vacuuming or just having our space clean, like, I know he really appreciates those things. So I think, for us like that, like really understand. And this is something that we talked about, like we have talked about for a while, but we didn't really like dive into until like a few months ago, actually. And like really understanding what those love languages are. And I think it does help a lot, at least for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so helpful. I love, I think it's, it's so cute. And it's awesome that you guys are really in tune because I think especially as intertwined as you're lives are like, it's so so important to be able to match in what you're needing and what you know your support for the other person so that's great you have to be like you have you just have to be and that's not to say that it's always perfect you know like we get it wrong a lot of the time but I think right. 
again, accepting that, that we're getting it wrong and we need to make adjustments is important. And that's how a team works. Like regardless of whether you're married or you're not, this is a partnership and we, we want to make each other better. Like that's the goal. So it's just getting through it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's go into like, so starting a business, right? Like you guys have been, how long have you been in your business? Since 2018. 2018. So I'm sure there's been some things along the way that have come up and you're like, Oh shit, that would have been really nice to know. I wish someone would have told us that a little bit sooner. If there's anything that any one thing that maybe comes to mind for you that has popped up that you wish you knew before starting a business, what, yeah. What would that be? I would think that we'd probably say the same thing on this. And it, for me, well, okay. I would say (laughs) getting your foundation in order uh, seeking, like getting your legal foundation of your business in order and making sure that, um, yeah, like the foundation of your business is intact. Even if it's just like, if you plan on really making it a business, making sure you're organized and making sure that you are doing all the things that you need to do to make sure your business is foundationally strong. Um, we, we learned that the hard way in working with people that, um, you know, we were close with, originally and and it didn't end up working out and not having contracts to support us that would have been had we had that we would have been in a a lot better of a place we learned that the hard way yeah just you know clearly defined roles i think when you start when anyone starts a business you have you seek advice naturally and you seek help and people want to sometimes people want to help more than other people and you know just making sure that everybody's on the same page as to what their role is within the organization and that it's written in stone uh in a contract um just helps out a lot yeah Uh, that's that's one that's a good piece my other piece would probably be um more on like the sales side of things Mm. because at the end of the day anytime you're starting uh any type of business it's usually you have customers and you're servicing those customers and um you know we you know we had the benefit of you know Amelia working in the school, the school's our customer. So mm-hmm. being able to get that type of feedback yeah. um, is, is critical and being that close to those customers are critical, but not stopping there and continuing with multiple customers. And, and regardless of how, how ready your product is for them to start using on that day, or if it's not, you don't even know when it's going to be ready at all. Could be a year, yeah. could be years from now it doesn't matter the more people you talk to that are going to eventually at one point take advantage of your services the more people that are going to be ready when you have those services available to potentially try them out and make sure that you're getting feedback as you have those resources to continue building and building to the point where you have a product that's ready i love that feedback is feedback is everything that's definitely something you know and I think we were good about that, but I, I think getting as much feedback as you possibly can in every step and obviously taking yeah. everything with a grain of salt, right? Um, you can't take everybody's advice, but getting advice and, and taking feedback is good. Yeah. Yeah. The feedback and the, what was the other piece, the feedback and oh, the, the contracts and like legality, right. like making sure you have a solid foundation. Anxiety and nervousness, they, um, it mitigates those because you have For the foundation sure. to rely on proper expectations. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that's so hard for, yeah, for me too. I've learned just being a business owner and like just piecemealing things together and figuring out, yeah, which feedback and like who, 
I know everyone is selling something and has a course on how to put together your business and has their best ideas. And so it's so hard to kind of like navigate it all. But I think at the baseline is like, okay, how do we protect ourselves? (laughs) Right. And how do we do the best job at, um, kind of identifying roles and then like, yeah, the feedback piece is a huge, like, or is what we're doing working, (laughs) you know? So that's great. I love that. Um, what is the, our last question here that we'll wrap up with, what is the best advice that you guys have ever received? So this can be, yeah, business related or otherwise just like a quote that you kind of live by that, or something that someone has said to you, um, along the way that's stuck with you. Recently, actually, someone told us, gave us two really strong pieces of advice. And I think these are, these are two, I, I feel totally aligned with, uh, number one is saying yes, um, saying yes to opportunities and saying yes to networking and meeting with people and, um, saying yes to things is healthy. It's good to just put your, you just never know what something, what connection or what value someone is going to provide or what value you could provide to someone else. Like it's just, that's, I think life and in business saying yes to things and and going out of your way to um, have as many interactions as possible is important just as human beings, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the second piece of advice um, that someone said that I also really love is just be genuine, like be a good human being and be a kind, fun person to be around because that. Um, is harder to find than you would think. And people, um, people uh, like are attracted to that energy. People yeah. want to be around someone who is genuine and, and you feel them being genuine. Like, right. I think that's, I, I think that's like a great way to live is being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Is that the same um, thing. Uh, those are definitely two good ones. I, I definitely agree with both of those. I think just to add more, just like embracing failure and failing fast are like two, yeah. two things that we hear pretty often. And it's it. just like, if you're, if you're okay with failing and you can get to the point where you could accept failure sooner, then you're able to learn from that failure and make changes to your business. Yeah. Whereas opposed to being uh, you know, scared of failure and which is okay. I think most people are genuinely afraid of failing, but like you're afraid of failing, you're probably not getting the feedback you need to steer you in the direction of success. If you're building your product or your services behind a curtain and not getting that feedback because you're afraid of failure, you're eventually just going to fail later, but have, it's going to cost you way more. Yeah. Yeah. The ugly stuff that we go through is like the greediness. That's what makes it's so much cooler when we finally get to a good spot, right? Like I love, I love that. Embrace the suck, embrace the failure. Totally. I know that everybody else is going through failures too. You're not alone in that. Yeah, it's true. Oh, thank you so much, you guys. Yeah. This will, this kind of wraps everything up. I am so grateful you guys were on the podcast and you said, yes, you're practicing what you preach by saying yes to the podcast. I know I asked you, um, just a few days ago. So thank you so much for doing this. If people want to find you guys, where can they, where can they find you? So they can find us pretty much everywhere, um, at seed classroom. So that's, um, seedclassroom.com. Yeah, seedclassroom.com. But I'm saying on socials, we're at Seed Classroom. Um, and then we have our own handles as well, Amelia Herman and Zach Herman. So. Yep, LinkedIn would LinkedIn. be a good place yep. to connect with us as well. 
LinkedIn. Okay. I will post everything in the show notes. I know Zach, you got to get out of here. So I want to make sure we're on time. So we don't give you any unnecessary stress. So (laughs) (laughs) I will see you guys when you're walking your adorable dog and yeah, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us on. Of course. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye everybody.